You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Hello, Riverdale gang. Hello, gang. For you, it's only been a week, but for us, it's been... Like a month? It's been like a month. Several lifetimes, multiple job changes. Yeah. New animals, new... <laughs> the world is on fire. The world... I mean, it was on fire last time. Yeah, but there's some new ones. There's some new fires. <laughs> How are you? We hope you're well. Mm-hmm. We're fine, we think. Yeah, we're... We'll figure out if we're fine when we slow down in like two months or so, I think. Yeah. So like around the premiere, we'll let... The premiere in October, on October 9th? 8th? It's a Tuesday, the premiere. Um, our, our? Our show. This show. Riverdale season three. Yeah. It's like October eighth. Oh. oh, I heard premiere. Not no, premiere, not that. Not... And I started thinking about politics. <laughs> Sorry. Also fair. Yep. I was like, we're not due for a new premiere yet. <laughs> not premiere, here anyway. not premiere. For anyone who's American who's confused, our like state governors are called premieres in Canada. Yes. Yes. So hopefully we'll we'll be able to let you know if we're fine by about then mm-hmm. or something. Um, but in the meantime, it's been a, an exciting and heck of a summer. It has. Um, we uh, have been doing a lot. I moved and got a cat. Yeah. You had just moved, but you hadn't had the cat last time. I didn't time. have the cat yet. So I don't know that the cat will necessarily appear during the podcast. She's not a meower in quite the same way that Dario and Aria were. But her name is Anastasia. And Yes. Tazzy. Or Tazbot. <laughs> Taz Monster. <laughs> Razzmatazz. Or Tazoo. Yes. Not that I'm a typical cat owner. <laughs> <laughs> She's a um, lovely late, uh, older cat adoption. Yes, she's uh, almost 11 and she's the sweetest thing. She has big blue eyes. Maybe we'll post um, a picture of her on our Instagram one day. Yeah! That sounds like a thing that will happen. Um, what's going on I, in your life, I Ryan? guess I got a new job, technically, since we last talked. Yes! Um, I am now the artistic director, or co-artistic director of uh, Geek Enders, Woo! which is real fun. I've been working with them for years. What's um, Geek Enders, Ryan? Why don't you tell us all about it? Okay. Just Ge- in case they missed the episode, the episodes that Fairleth was on. Yes. Um, Geek or Enders an, an is uh, one of the premier uh, pop culture, uh, theater, and nerd burlesque, or nerdlesque, companies in the Western Canada. Um, we are currently a essentially an artistic collective who do some really spectacular work as freelancers. Um, we do probably around 15 shows a year that are one-day variety shows, a lot of burlesque, a lot of comedy, um, often themed, like a, our most recent was a Star Trek burlesque show. Next uh, This month, it's the Harry Potter birthday bash. It's so fun. If you live in Vancouver or near Vancouver and can be in Vancouver mm-hmm. at the Rio Theater on July 31st and you mm-hmm. enjoy Harry Potter even slightly. Yes. It's and so are over the age fun. of 19. And are over the age of 19. <laughs> people get naked. Yes. It's so much fun. So we do that. That's our kind of uh, burlesque and music and dance division that uh, my co-AD Aaron Foster is uh, the uh, lead point on. Um, we also do a lot of parody work. Uh, our most recent musical was How I Met My Mother, the Back to the Future musical parody. Um, but uh, I am much more on the theater and development side of things, uh, specializing in immersive theater work. Um, we are a brewing a Harry Potter Yule Ball event. Oh that is God. an immersive theater event. So exciting. Uh, last well. year we had the extremely successful Halloween at Wayne Manor. That was uh, reprised at New Year's due to popular demand. Um, yeah, so I, I'm, uh, sort of in charge of the logistics and, uh, and immersive theater branch of the company, and we all work together on everything, but, uh, we're confused millennials trying to run a lar- an unexpectedly large theater company, so we try to delegate titles somewhere, somehow, make sense of some of it. So I'm doing that now, um. I'm very excited for Ryan, he is well suited to this job. Thank you. You're welcome. So that's new. Yeah, that is new. Um, what's on fire? America, Everything. Still. Um, our province is also on fire, both literally, literally. and figuratively. Yeah. Um, well, what's our current political fire here, other than the, the pipeline that we're all getting arrested protesting? Not I mean, us like, personally, but hundreds of people Yeah. in our community. Um, I feel like that is still the ongoing fire. Recently, mm-hmm. um... So I, something kind of discouraging happened to me at work the other day. Mm. I was at the lunch table and I, and I have very, I have lovely coworkers mm-hmm. and 
they're very informed on a lot of things, but I mentioned the um, Coast Protectors who are trying to prevent Kinder Morgan from being a thing in mm-hmm. BC. And I named just like a couple of the things that had happened and they had no idea what I was talking about. Yeah. And that was like really kind of too bad. I told them about the Watch House, which is, a B- in case you don't know, mm-hmm. um, is on the is on Burnaby Mountain. And it, the mm. Watch Houses are sort of sacred um, and... Yeah, what uh, is a watch house, Chloe? Yeah, and like utilitarian also um, places in Tsleil-Waututh culture that function as ways of watching when the enemy was going to arrive. In this case, the enemy are bulldozers trying to push <laughs> oil through yes. uh, unceded territories and residential neighborhoods. Yes. So we're not a fan of that. No. Um, uh, uh, yeah. Sorry. I was in Alberta recently and... and I'm, I'm actually, I was actually delighted by how many reasonable conversations I had with people who um, truly did not understand what was happening here or why it was happening, but were empathetic to listening. Uh, that's something I was grateful to encounter while in uh, oil land, prairie land of my birth. Yeah. And recently, um, some members of the resistance mm-hmm. to Kinder Morgan um, repelled off the Iron Workers Bridge. Yep, literally blocking pipeline, uh, blocking yep. tankers with their bodies. Yeah, and they were arrested. They were removed by the cops, um, also by repel, which is, I gotta say, some of the funniest film footage I've seen of this situation. These cops in, like, like not in riot gear, but in, yeah. like, more gear than would be comfortable Right. On a rappelling rope. Right. Kind of like waving their arms and like being brought down to like a protester in a hammock over the inlet, like just filming the cop coming yep. to war. Sorry, I try not to use the word protester for Kinder Morgan because mm-hmm. it, it's like. It's, it's well past protest. It's, it's well resistance. Past it is it's, on the ground, yeah. active direct action resistance right now. Yeah. So that's happening. Um, yeah. For those who are not in the lower mainland, uh, it's a thing that's not getting nearly enough national or international attention yeah. for the scale. Um, I believe the count I saw last week was 168 people have been arrested, uh, often daily. Um, it's, it's a fascinating process. There's lots of video. Many very um, calm, white-passing people standing and calmly being escorted away politely by the RCMP, who are there specifically to... Um, slow down the process and make mm-hmm. a statement with their protest uh, mm-hmm. with with that is protest versus I, what i would say this this iron bridge is much is deep resistance yeah um yeah and recognizing the d- difference in roles that uh white settler ref- residents and other settler residents here have in this discussion and the local first nations leaders who are uh doing the deep work i would say from what i'm what i'm seeing yeah yeah, so that's a fire. Yeah, a local one. What other fires are there? I mean, there? America, all of it. I don't, um, it. I don't even know how much of that darkness we wish to invite into mm-hmm. our um, day in life and podcast, but American listeners, I am so sorry for what you are dealing with right now. I am so impressed and proud by the resistance happening. Um, the ongoing occupation of ICE offices in New York, in Portland, the literal... Um, violent riot in Portland last weekend, last week, between anti-fascist protesters and white supremacists. Um, stuff is going down, and I am so sorry. It looks horrifying and exhausting to watch happening. Happening, but um, there are so many people helping. There are so many people trying, and there are so many people who are drawing hard lines in the sand at the whole child concentration abduction camps. Yeah. So keep. Keep fighting. Um, we are we are next door, cheering for you and hoping for you. Yeah. And and, um, and I sincerely hope our government um, changes the third safe third yep. party agreement so that we can accept some of those. Yeah. Some of those people who have been detained. If you're unaware, Canada and the U.S. have a um, a legal agreement, the safe third countries uh, agreement, uh, which is an agreement that oh, both of us are safer refugees, and therefore. A refugee from you know who has entered the U.S. and being detained cannot then be a refugee entering Canada. They will be sent back to the U.S. for processing. That is obviously rubbish at a time when many thousands of people have fled the Canadian border already. Um, we have already seen in B.C. more than double the national norm for uh, border crossing refugees. Mm-hmm. Uh, many are refugees who claimed uh, status in America but who are no no, no longer now safe. Uh, as well as a number, an increasing number of American citizens, um, which we may see more of uh, with the coming 
disaster fire of the U.S. Supreme Court. Um, Americans, Canada is getting ready to accept people who need to be here for uh, safe abortions as refugees, yes. for medical refugees. Absolutely. Um, if you if if your marriage equality gets annulled. <clears throat> um, Canada's getting ready for that on the ground because we, we we are also seeing it coming and afraid and ready to fight, but also ready to be here when you desperately need help yeah. as much as we can as people who I, I think largely and decreasingly are not going down there. Um, certainly, I, I don't intend to cross that border anytime soon. I have family there, so I will continue to cross that border. Yes. Um, but I hope that I get to cross it back. I see no reason why I wouldn't as a white Canadian citizen, because mm. unfortunately that's how borders work on yeah. this continent. But, um, yeah, it's it's getting grim. It's getting grim. I got to say, there's, there's mm-hmm. th- like... I mean, obviously, even though I'm American, I've lived most of my life in Canada, but the... But the um, I don't, I don't mean to sound alarmist and mm-hmm. I don't mean to sound melodramatic when a mm-hmm. lot, when I say that a lot of these political conditions mm-hmm. are very, very similar to what led up to the American Civil War. Yep. Um, I'm not saying that we're going to get another civil war in the United States. Mm-hmm. Like, I, that would surprise me, to be honest. Yes. But um, something else cataclysmic looks like mm-hmm. it's on its way. Whatever event is building, so. it it could and has precursors uh, parallel to the Civil War, parallel to shortly before World War II. It will be... What is happening right now is unique and singular and does not have comparison, but... History has taught us um, there is bad stuff happening, and the sooner we the sooner we resist it, the better, because um, there's there is very likely, very potentially, very soon, um, some great deal horrifying resistance needed. Yeah. Yeah. So on that cheerful note, escapism. Escapism. The wonderful land of Riverdale. Oh, something that's not on fire, and something that's kind of sweet and fun has been to. Uh, watch on Instagram all of the Riverdale cast arriving yes. back in Vancouver to do uh, either pickups or principal photography. I'm not really. Oh sure yeah, they which. started season three. Okay, they're up in it. So they're. It sounds like they're in principal photography from Ryan's information. Hopefully, KJ has gotten his jollies elsewhere and can handle being in boring Vancouver for another six months. You should go to the Rio and see some geekenders for performances. Yeah. Hey, if we could get KJ up as a like special guest, we we would totally do a like. Sexy, sexy Archie Comics Day. We can yeah, do that. totally. Lots of meat and potatoes there. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's been kind of like I don't know, um, Madeline uh, Petch in particular, mm-hmm. who is like the Instagram queen. Yep. Wow. Hey girl. Uh, hey girl. Um, uh, posted some very sweet photos of like landing in Vancouver mm. and. Cole Sprouse posted a gorgeous view that I assume is from the top floor of a hotel. Uh, could... Troll Sprouse. <laughs> Troll Sprouse. And, um, yeah, so anyway, it's going to be it's gonna be a year. Riverdale ain't on fire. Oh, and neither is Sabrina. Um, yeah. Lovely news, a, a friend of ours was recently cast in a recurring role. Yes. Um, so hopefully that's something we'll be able to chat about in passing once we know more. Yes. Um, What's her stage name? Annette Riley. Annette Riley. Yes. So we'll know more about that and maybe even drag her onto the show to tell us a little bit about what working with uh, Roberto is like as a performer. Yeah, we'd love that. Yeah. All right, let's watch chapter six, Faster Pussycats Kill Kill, which yeah. is also the name of a movie. Oh man, how am I going to name this? I, I don't know if you know this, Chloe. I've been uh, pluralizing all of the names for our rewatch. Have you? Yeah. You don't, you don't look at the file names, do you? <laughs> <laughs> file names? No. Yeah. What do you mean the file names? Um, go look at go look at us on iTunes, Chloe. After we record, you'll see what I mean. Okay, <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> I'm delighted for you, gang, for these next few minutes to know something Chloe doesn't. That just amuses me a little bit. <laughs> ready for the badoom? Yes, so ready. Are you ready, gang? Get yeah. ready. Good. Badoom. We just destroyed our eardrums. And the cat has curled up and is cuddling. So everything's perfect, right? Because we're in Riverdale now. Yeah. So what's happening? What's happening? Yeah, Grundy's Uh, gone. Yeah, thank God. The Fred Miney awakening is in full process. 
that super sweet romance that I'm here for being Endgame. Uh, especially yeah. for the chaos it brings Archie and Ronnie. Or maybe like we'll get something really exciting and it'll we'll get a Tony mm. and Cheryl thing and it'll be Hermione and like uh Mayor McCoy. Oh man. Power couple extraordinary. Oh man. I could I could live with that. Yeah. Wow. So Hal here's Cooper how. was just a little bit of an asshole. I mean, yes. Bef- yes. I'll give you that. I'll give him that. Um I think the foundations of the jerk Hal Cooper who murders all the people is here. But there was a sweet moment last yeah. episode. There is also this sweet moment between the two sisters that somehow Jughead knows everything about. The coming Polly Cooper. I mean, given that this is the episode where they become a thing, maybe he's just regurgitating the sweet nothings Betty has reminisced to him. True. During their investigation. True, true, true. Spoilers. This is the episode in which Bughead enters. Bug up. Bug up. And, yeah. Look at how uptight, um... I just forgot her name. Alice Cooper looks. Mm-hmm. She hasn't loosened up and re... re um, what's the word I'm looking for? Reconnected with her sneaky, sneaky roots. Her reputation hasn't exploded on her just yet. No, indeed. Leaving her uh, no option but to be herself. <clears throat> I I kind so, of wonder what awful life Alice and Hal had as a young married couple. That, like, they, that this is what they built, knowing now who they were and where they came from. Yeah. Like... That must, that's, yeah. They seem to have raised two reasonable, intelligent, young offspring. But that's about all they got going for them. Poor Aqua Juggy. This is before their bug head too, right? Yes. But Alice sees it coming. Yeah, and Alice is also just like... Alice. A keen mixer. To use a British expression. <laughs> also, I love that Betty knows that this will work because her mother will insist on showing Jughead where the bathroom is. <laughs> Smart girl. Mm-hmm. I love this childhood trunk of Archie's because all the things mm-hmm. in it look so like retro and um, yeah, vi- vintage, I think is the word I'm looking for. There's this it- ancient guitar strap. Oh, he's looking at himself in the mirror. So cute. So nervous. I, did, I haven't noticed that giant Batman poster he has, too. That's a lovely touch. Oh. Um, yeah, it's interesting that these production design nods like that are really spectacular. Yeah. Um, oh, this is where he freezes. Oh, yeah, and runs off. I forgot about that. Also, our first our first little whiff of Ke- director Kevin as he sits and judges and assesses. Yeah. And there's Moose pretending to be straight. Bless his heart. <laughs> We do have people waiting. Yes, yes, Oh, this Kevin. is, yeah, this is a little preview to carry the musical right now. <laughs> oh, Josie. Back when we had Josie as an actual lead. This is gonna, this is a good Josie episode, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I feel sorry for Archie. That was totally me. I had a horrible yep. time singing and speaking in front of people. And that little younger. face Kevin made, of just a little oof kind yeah. of face. He is my dramatic boy. And Valerie is so kindly doing all this emotional labor for Archie and coaching right? him. Like, with reflective eyes, badly used eyes? Valerie character. Yeah. She is here entirely to coach Archie into loving life and then to, and into arting. <sighs> and then to vanish into the background as she determines he's not good enough for her. I want Valerie back. Season three, give me Valerie. Give her a plot. Please? Yeah. I do like that, like, when her plot disintegrates by, like, Archie, not just, like, forgetting about her. Mm-hmm. It d- disintegrates because she's like, this isn't working for me. I'm out. Yes, Which yes. Which I appreciate She it. makes the call yeah. real good. Sleuthster. What <laughs> even? <laughs> it's like Google for stalking. This is when we first hear the hear of the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. Yep. This deep horror show that we did not even know yet what a horror show it would be. Though, like, we could have guessed as ca- as Catholic-esque nuns who still sequester pregnant women, like, that it won't be a good thing. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's the amount of programs they apparently have running out of that convent, though. A conversion camp, uh, a house for unwed mothers, um, 
who knows what else is in the, those deep nunny alcoves, crypts. Better used to be a residential school. <laughs> Wouldn't be shocked. We should mm. see if we can spot that location, too. Yeah, we'll I will. Isn't, isn't that um, Riverview? Is it? Is, isn't it? Oh, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know either. Well, that's something to look into between episodes. Well, between episode recordings. Even though it compromises my artistic integrity. Oh, bless Kevin. Yeah, okay, I can see why you're the director, Kevin. I can see that. Come here, cat. Ow. Mm. Ow. Sorry, the cat just just uh, poked me. Also, for some reason, I'm getting ads for the first time ever on Google Chrome. I'm, like, not digging it. <laughs> and Veronica poaches the pussycats. Or is beginning to. Be the J to my bay. So cute. Dysfunctional, but cute. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, actually kind of not, not inappropriately dysfunctional for them. Yeah. In a lot of ways. Yeah. I could do like a full episode that's just Veronica covering lemonade. It'd be a little appropriate. Yeah. Sorry, I got distracted by Josie having a plot. Which is fair. It's rare and it needs attention. Melody line! Melody had a line! What is up with you today, Josie? What is up with you? Hmm. Yeah, the the calmness of this whole thing. Yeah. I appreciate and respect Josie's approach here. Yeah. But I, I also see how it's a largely like internalized things her parents have told her about the arts. Knowing her background and character more now. Yeah. Right? Like you 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 shouldn't actually be have to be super hardcore about your high school talent show when you are already a professional working musician. Yeah. Like both of their sides make points. Both their points make sides. Yeah. Yeah. That's a line to draw. Yeah. Pussycats or Archie. Pick. Also, uh, like, probably badly internalized professional arts message of, like, enforcing exclusivity and branding. Yeah. Which is pretty hardcore for a 16-year-old. Yeah. Even one performing professionally. I do like where that plot ends up when they're like, and they reconcile because like we totally. need, we need like, we need the ladies to stick together. Yeah. You know? To deal with their conflicts in healthy ways. Yeah. Here comes Fred. Fred and Hermione. And Hermione. Hermione being very, very sensitive. Mm-hmm. Hermione has had a journey these two seasons. Mm-hmm. It's been understated this last, but... I've I, I forgotten just how much plot Hermione got in season one. Yeah. And I'm here good. for it. And I like yeah. I'm I'm really glad we're revisiting this because I'm really excited to see these threads carry through to season three mm-hmm. with what we know is coming. Yeah. Uh and and the role Hermione has played in it. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. Who the buyer was, hey it was her. Yeah. There's so much that is so slow payoff. Very exciting. Oh, yeah, she's like, can you, he's like, can you, like, help me out here, come and, like, be pretty and cute Mm -hmm. and everything, and she's all like, oh, yeah, it'd be great. With a little bit of Fred being like, am I flirting? Is this what flirting is? Is, am I flirting now? Can I flirt? Without a fraction of knowledge of the amount of conflict Hermione's got going on. Yeah. And the fact that, unlike him, she is not amicably divorced. Are amicably separate, separated pre-divorce. No, indeed. She's, like, separated by force. Mm-hmm. And... Oh, boy. Yep. Yeah. That is a smoking hot kiss, I gotta say. Also, a great a great moment, because we know what's coming with how Veronica and how Archie each process this differently. Mm-hmm. The fact that this conversation we're about to see right now happens between Archie and his dad, a mature, respectful talk about dating... When you have children, mm-hmm. versus Veronica's experience of yeah. catching her mom cheating. Yeah, that's something I think about a lot. Like if I am dating when I have children, like how mm. do I sort of run it by them the way when I was a teenager I'd run it by my parents? Like do right. I treat, do I treat it like that? You know that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. I would never have ran any dating by my parents. Well, no, for me. many reasons. Yes. But even now, like no one in my life has veto but me. It'd yeah. be weird to give a child veto, but I respect why one would, and in some situations should, depending yeah. on the child, depending on the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad I have that a, a long time to worry about that, but... Yes. 
Hmm? Certainly, me too. Oh, the Jubilee. Oh, yeah, the Jubilee. For a moment I thought, wait, you're not being reelected yet. Yeah. And... No, what's the Jubilee? Mm-hmm. The one where Betty gave the speech that Hal blamed for his serial killing? I thought that was... A different community yeah, event? it was a Jubilee. That's not this event that's later in the season, I think. Yeah, but this is the pre-build for it, right? Yeah. But there's... Hmm. Anyway, oh, yeah, Sierra. Sierra, you are leading your daughter wrong right now. Yes. I don't know how I feel about Mm -hmm. having a... Referring to it's important she's a woman of color as branding. Mm. Like, it is branding. Sure, oh, fair yes. Enough. That's, sorry, that's that's not at all what I was referring to. I was talking to the line of someone skinny and cute. Oh, no, I know. That's yeah. not what I meant. I was actually thinking about, like, I was, mm-hmm. it was a tangential mm-hmm. thought. Um, like, it should be, like, choose a woman of color because we want to support other women of color. Yeah, because like, that's, that's the artistic voice. And I sort of, I sort of struggle with the fact that they put that line in a, a mm-hmm. mother of color's mouth. Right. I sort of, balk at that it reads again it my 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 impression of that scene was very much that josie is doing it right and here are the here's an influence guiding her astray Mm -hmm. from what she is doing right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it was my impression and and you know the magic of having multiple women of color and multiple black women in the same ensemble show which this show doesn't quite achieve really it has multiple women of color but it to a to an almost tokenistic degree, given the amount of uh, time the Pussycats get, and other black women before Tony comes in get. Yeah. It, um, like Sierra, I think that's I think it's a valuable perspective to give Sierra, and an interesting story. But we need characters like Tony, and we need other other diverse uh, women of color and black women, voicing alternate perspectives for us to go into the problematic, nuanced territory with. With confidence. Yeah. That was a pretty harmony, I will say. They had music harmony and chemistry, Val and yeah, Archie. Yeah, they do. See, they could have, that could have been an interesting love story. Like, right? I would have been interested in Valerie as a love interest if she, mm. if there'd been a plot. <laughs> I am still interested in her as a potential love interest for many possible characters. And as a yeah. lead who can find love interests among our ensemble, potentially. Um, I like that this show lets their high schoolers have short flings. Ginger Judas. Sorry, I got distracted by. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Rude. I, I mean, yeah, rude. Oh, no, you're right. like, rude. Oh, I need to go. This got awkward. <laughs> good outfit on Valerie, by the way. Yeah. She, have, she has a good sense of not my problem, I think. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. yeah. You're, the, the very different ways they found out about this. Yeah. Like, I think this show does such a good job of seeding the teenagers with the, with the context that give them authentic or over, overreactions in ways that feel really believable to me. I yeah. mean, this season anyway. It gets a little wild next season. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> yeah. This is actually, like, I feel like, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Archie. Mm-hmm. Actually tries to handle that like I mean he's been a bit of a dick, mm-hmm. but he also is like yeah let's go somewhere and talk like instead of mm-hmm. like let's have it out right here. Yeah, he does good in that scene. I agree. Yeah, and then Veronica plays the, the wedge card. Yes. Um, also as a huge beautiful status grab. Like, yeah. Those ears suit her. Yes. But I'm also so into Josie's fringe right now. <laughs> Hairstyles did good on that fringe. Mm, yeah, actually, the kind of side-swept yeah. look is... Josie has some looks. Yeah, Josie has some looks. Um, I also love this thing about Veronica. Veronica, like, really enjoys, like, being one of the, like, queens of the queens of the hive. Yep, totally. Because that's what she was used to back in New York, so it's fun. A little taste of the power and she might be are. missing at the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. Ugh. Isn't that Riverview? I think it might be. But I'm going to have to reference that. I don't know. I've never actually that. Like, looked at Riverview for any length of time. Mm-hmm. Hello, Mr. I've studied the history extensively. Dark and twisty place. But. Yeah. 
Very much so. And here's the first entrance of this slightly upsetting nun who will come back to haunt us. Again and again and with again. With her nunnishness, mm-hmm. her cartoonish nunnishness. There's a nun in a habit. <laughs> yeah, well, wow. there, there definitely was next season. But yeah, they started, they started early. Nuns don't frequently wear full habit anymore, especially in North yeah. America. That's very unusual. They super don't. Yeah. But, I mean, I've seen it. Like, all of the nuns... We had nuns in school teaching me. Oh, yeah? Religion oh, class. Right. They didn't Where wear habits. Yeah. yeah. In my public school, we had religion class taught yeah. by nuns. Hey, yeah. prairies. Yeah, I mean, like... Hmm? Yeah. Catholic, Catholic prairies. God, what a creepy place yeah. for such an otherwise sweet reunion. No, that's... Uh, that's... Yeah, you're right. That is Riverview. Well, we might just have to add Riverview to our tour. Also, Transit yeah. now goes to Coquitlam for us, the new train line extension. So, maybe we can do that. Yeah. We, um, Polly's pregnant! Polly's so pregnant. Um, Mid-episode tangent, gang, we've been talking about how to do a location tour. Um, yeah. It's not really an audio-friendly medium. So, yeah. that might be a hiatus week special in Season 3, YouTube-style. Would you be down for that? Would y'all be interested in that? Yeah, let us know. Let us know, because there's, there's a planning time coming. Um, I guess back to pregnant teens. Yeah. Teen, singular, for now, at least. <laughs> yeah. You never know when they're going to recycle these. I love how, like, matter of fact, Polly is about this. What did they tell you? That I was on drugs? <laughs> this cute little cheerleader <laughs> look she gives. Yeah, because, like, she knows her parents. Yeah. <laughs> they put her here. Yeah. She's also dealing quite reasonably for the recent trauma loss of her lover slash boyfriend well, slash father and her yet. baby daddy. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about. Oh, I Betty forgot about that detail. Yeah, we're getting that in this scene. <sighs> right. She actually like she looks a bit thin for being pregnant, but she doesn't look far enough along enough that like mm-hmm. it looks awkward that she's not heavier. Yeah. Like they did pretty good with that baby bump, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Polly grew on me. Last scene of season two. Uh-huh. Up until then, I have not loved her acting. But looking back, I am seeing how that may have been a directorial style choice. Yes, right? I agree. She is so laying on the idyllic brightness of Cooperness. Yeah. That it never really worked for me. Yeah. Truly. It was it was always a little too stylized, Polly's performance. Yeah. But I'm seeing how maybe that was a directorial uh, choice. Yeah. Sorry, local actor who plays Polly, who I, I who has kicked butt through these last two seasons and grown yeah. spectacularly. Have you talked to him and like Betty realized she doesn't yep. know? Mm-hmm. This is a heartbreaking Aww. moment to revisit. There's an intensity she's got going here. Hmm. Yeah. Sorry, we're getting distracted by this. So this actually reminds me of a moment in a television show that I really like called The Jewel in the Crown, where a sister who is pregnant mm-hmm. has a lot of like boring acting to do, and then mm. she finds out that her husband has died, oh. and um, suddenly her performance just explodes, and she has mm. all this stuff to do, and I sort of feel like maybe the same thing happened for this actor. Right. She was given a real one note character yeah um, and then suddenly something... right in 50s and sad yeah yeah that makes a lot of sense yeah hmm yeah and here yeah we have a grief breakdown on screen ah this is sadder than i remembered yeah i mean like how awful like you're a mm-hmm. A kid it's, and you get pregnant and you think that you and your boyfriend are gonna be able to make it work and then he dies like Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. other side of things um this might be a weird morbid me thing i've always taken comfort in getting to be the person who breaks bad news yeah about I death and loss <laughs> i think there's some value in that shared grieving moment mm-hmm. that betty yeah. got to have there real snarky josie yeah. <laughs> Skipping Jazz Fest, like, that's a big deal. That's a huge deal. Yeah. <laughs> um, does he make it? I can't remember. He does okay. show up, right? Yes, he does. Yeah, okay. Man, I should have rewatched this episode rather than just skimming. Yeah. <laughs> and Rusty. It's okay. Maybe the next one. It's interesting uh, how they went from perfect queen bees to already disintegrating. 
that was actually abrupt. Yeah. But but they're also like about to support her. Yeah. And they're all coming from stressy bad places. Like none this is not an ideal situation for everyone. Yeah. Each of them have ulterior motives in this alliance. Yeah. Oh, it's so great when they put talented young people on the television show and they're actually playing their own instruments. <laughs> mm-hmm. I appreciate it. And they're a actually lot. singing their own Yeah. And I also love this tongue lashing she gives him like, mm-hmm. "Come on, like don't improv." Yeah. We were rehearsing. Yeah. Yeah. She's t- yeah, she, she's playing with a completely untrained yeah. unknown child on his premiere and she's an established working artist with a fraction the privilege and an opportunity that he has had. Hey. Hmm. She's a limited actor, or at least they haven't given her that much to do. Maybe they've just mm-hmm. directed her poorly. Once again, yeah. There's, there's been a number of characters who only when they became more featured have gotten to bloom. I feel like yeah. Tony is a character like that. Mm-hmm. Um, this may be one of those moments where... Um, we need more women and women of a- women of color in the directing and writing room yep. to give these characters range right out of the gates because, like, Reggie Mantle got d- dynamic range out of the gate. Yeah. Other supporting true, boys. True. Dilton Doily, Moose, none of them mm-hmm. had much to do the first season. They mm-hmm. all had range and even when given relatively one-note character beats. Yeah. Yeah. The not knowing what to do oh, with your... the look on her... Alice Cooper's face. Yeah. She really does believe she's doing the right thing yeah. so much. And it's... It's... I love Machinamic's performance. Yeah. Consistently. When she's given these deep, strong, heavy moments. And is holding it together as the mom. Yeah. I am really, really consistently impressed with uh, her. I hate Hal Cooper. I hate him. Right? <laughs> May, yeah, may we never see him again. I wish that were actually an option. Wait. What? Wait, what? Why is Fred at this dinner again? No, he's having <laughs> a dinner mm-hmm. with her to do the things. Right. And he's hosting it. Right, 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 and right, right. the dad's in town and the kids are here and everyone's uncomfortable. How many beautiful layers happening in this room? A dinner party with like 12 fights. Yeah. In the undercurrent and several heated romantic tensions. This is a good dinner scene. Yeah, he's... Oh. You're really seeing who uh, who and how Josie comes from and has in- internalized the deep intensity that yeah. she... She shows with an echo, I would say, more than an actual belief. When she's reflecting these stresses back on the pussycats. Yeah. Like, I love that nuance that Ashley Murray puts into that. Yeah. Sorry. I got distracted by the discomfort of stage parents and their kids. (laughs) Yeah. It's a tough one. And now we're back at the waspy melodrama of the (laughs) Koopas. We could have been so much more comfortable if only we had communicated, family. Yeah. Except for Hal. He can die. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) A motive for what? Tell me more about motive, Hal. You're so good with that. Got every Hal scene this whole season. I'm just going to be snarking at him. Yeah, there's no reason not to. I can't anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Oh. Mm Mm-hmm. Where were you, Hal? What do you think I did? Hmm. Do you kill Jason Blossom? Not a bad theory. (laughs) Yep. How could you ask me that, Betty? He tilts and nods. (laughs) Oh, and of course Alice is laughing because she just can't anymore. Him? Him? (laughs) You think he could kill someone? (laughs) Well. Oh, Alice. Oh, Alice. Oh, Alice. (laughs) I wish. Careful what you wish for. Oh, boy. Yeah. You know, I'm not keen on this language of what Jason did to Polly. Right. They consensually engaged in sexual intercourse. Mm-hmm. And by accident, there was a pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Everyone, check your words, please. <laughs> <laughs> Harumph. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. 
Yeah. Now, yeah, I can see how, again, this is probably Alice parroting what she heard during her unplanned pregnancy yeah. from her own family, and possibly by the same darn nuns. Yeah. Possibly the exact same nuns. I think it is the... Well, yes, it's the same order mm-hmm. of nuns, I think. Yeah. Um, I do understand... Okay, I'm just going to play devil's advocate for a sec. I'm going to mm-hmm. be a white boy on Reddit and play devil's advocate. Oh, God. Um, no. Um, not that bad. <laughs> um, I understand why they are concerned about their daughter getting married at 18 and having a baby. 100%. Yes. That's a valid fear and problem. But... Yeah. Do it differently. Yeah. <laughs> There's all there's so many other ways to do that. Yeah. My lovely cousin um, raised her raised her child mostly alone with her p- parents' support at seventeen. Yeah. One of the brightest and cheeriest and most social childs I know. There you Children, go. Children, childs, childs, singular childs. <laughs> so many ways to do it right. Yeah. Which would not have produced chick. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Ugh. Could have avoided hell altogether. FP would have been a great part-time weekend, Dad. Anyway. Um, more Josie. Yeah. Always more Josie. Josie's scheming I, brings me joy. Josie's scheming? Yeah. I really like this. I want this friendship. Yeah. I'm so interested in this friendship. Ver, er, Veronique. Sorry, I have a friend yeah. named Veronique. Veronica <laughs> and uh, Josie. It's like I, they're both women of color, but they both mm-hmm. have very privileged backgrounds. Yep. And it, I, I don't know. They've got like a na- like. There's a natural allyship. Mm-hmm. I think. I find it interesting that Josie calls her a little Miss Rich girl when she is the daughter of the mayor and an internationally renowned jazz performer. Yeah. Not rich necessarily, but the local high class. In a lot yeah. of ways, and recognizing that that is not a generational wealth necessarily, that is unlikely. It is. It is likely that her parents built that from. Not a whole lot. Yeah. As a small town, prominent family. But, yeah. I just noticed the Action Comics and Justice League poster. I didn't realize what a nerd Archie is. Yeah, I want well, to see more of that. Yeah, well, it's also set up for uh, the <laughs> militia of season two. Yes. And the fact that the CW has the rights to all those names. Also that. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably very helpful. Yeah. <laughs> a little set deck convenience. I, I remember really enjoying this episode the first time I saw it, and I'm enjoying it as second time round as well. So many mature conversations and well set up, reasonable but irrational conflicts. Like, reasonable conflicts handed in immediate irrational impulsive ways mm-hmm. that are actually talked out. Problem solving through conversations between parents, children, and friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This episode's yeah. got all that. <laughs> Those divorce papers off. A little fear, a little hope. Hmm. Hmm. Like, Hermione is so good at talking to her daughter before Hiram gets here. Yeah. Hiram, you are a ruiner of everything. You and your evil League of Evil. Yeah, I'm so excited for Hiram to not be, like, just be broken in the next season. Yep, I want him to be big bad who who loses big. Yeah. Especially with his literal evil League of Evil happening. Now, the question then would be, who becomes big bad? Do we need a big bad? What is Riverdale without a big bad? Also with the... What would Riverdale do? So, I think this scene is, like, a little unfair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that she asks her mom to just flat out stop dating? Or what? No, I just... Like... I just... I don't know. It feels like an emotionally heated fight where the emotion isn't actually from the fight. Yeah, like, I, I guess she's 16 and it's probably hard for her to parse the difference between you know, Fred is a legitimate businessman and also potentially my mom's lover. Yep, you know fair, I mean? fair. And presumably never having had to deal with that before. Yeah. And then... Hermione does not retaliate well. <laughs> no. But the fact that she makes this decision in heat, I think is important. Mm-hmm. It's a responsive to a, to a bad fight. That isn't from a rational place, and she make likewise like Veronica makes a bad choice in the moment, one that they let haunt her appropriately. Yeah. Tazzy, no bites. Yeah, the cat bites sometimes when she has had enough pets. Got it. Got it. I should have warned you. Sorry. <laughs> Off you go. Thank you. <laughs> I got cuddles from a dog this morning, anyway, so I'm 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 comfortably snuggled up. Yeah, Tazzy's like. Tazzy's a good cuddler, but she's confused about why we're paying attention to a box on the wall. Got it. 
And here's the Valerie. Valerie standing up for herself combo. As she continues to realize Archie is not mature enough for her. Accurately. I was, I was born alone. I'll die alone. Bless his heart. Dang, boy. <laughs> High drama. <laughs> he does a nice thing. He says, go be with your friends. And it's the right thing. Hello, Bughead is about to enter. Here is the lady in her chamber in a white sweater. I mean, really, this scene is a bit much. Mm-hmm. Romeo, Romeo. <clears throat> yeah. Wherefore art thou, boy I mean, with the floopy hair? Hey, Juliet. <laughs> Nurse off duty. That's like a good reference. <laughs> yep. I love the little lit nerd references. Yeah. Even the ones that are ver- not very deep or not very obscure. Yeah. <laughs> Throw her, Izzy. That's an intense line full of angst. That is a Jughead point of view, yes. <laughs> I mean, he comes by it, honestly, at this stage in his life. Mm-hmm. His parents aren't doing so hot. <laughs> calm your friend down. Help her calm. Listen to her. Yes. Yes. Thank you for a kiss that is not, please shut up now, also. Yes. Seeing them actually process together, talk, and then kiss because they want to kiss... Uh, until, yeah. until it was pointed out to me, I didn't. I, I I did not notice how many kisses in film television come as a way to shut a woman up who's yeah. venting emotions. Oh God! Don't get me started. Thank you for inverting that trope, Riverdale, and making this really sweet and real sexy, and yeah. focusing on how much Betty just enjoyed that before having a Betty epiphany. Yeah, and Jughead's really good humor humored about it. Mm-hmm. Because he knows how brilliant his sudden new girlfriend is. Yay! Alright, good. See, this is why I like Bughead. Yeah, they're a good relationship. Yeah. I mean, it's too bad that Jughead is an ace. That would have been fun for them to deal with on the show. Yeah, and, like, so reasonable. Honestly, I was on a date with an ace guy this afternoon. Yeah. And I asked what his preferred labels are, and he explained demisexual, demisexual bi. It's like, great, cool. I now know exactly what I need to know to communicate with you in this relationship. He was boring for other reasons. (laughs) Um, That's, uh... I don't think there'll be a, a, a follow-up date for plenty of other reasons, but it's not actually hard to negotiate. Yeah. They're trying to... I just... Josie's trying to be like... Oh, a little bit of... Product placement. Product placement. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Valerie is right. The one who's been with you since the start, Joe. I also love that... Hmm. There's more kitty in my litter box. What is... Ugh, gross. Anyway. Limited um, cat puns. Hire us and Feralith for cat puns, please, Riverdale. Yes. <laughs> also, she's wearing sound waves around her neck. That's yeah, kind of cool. I it's... like that. And I love that Valerie's wearing this little, like, kind of kitty cat mm-hmm. necklace. It's she's, like, fun. ready to be a cat. She's here for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Girls Yay. resolving their differences and challenges maturely and artistically and as loving friends. It Yay. is wonderful. And this brilliant projector-based performance. Oh, yeah. This so is fun. pretty and stylized and a little bit surrealist performed. I love it. Yeah. I love the Riverdale covers. I think they're really fun. Yeah. Also, the I... staging of this. Like, my high school got away with some risque stuff, but like... <laughs> These are sexy cat outfits with tails mm-hmm. on them and high, thigh-high boots. Yep. These, I'm just saying. It's pretty you're intense. You're awfully lucky that these actors are not teenagers. <laughs> but yeah, this this pretty vocal-heavy, harmony-heavy style that they lean into really is yeah. satisfying. I also love... This, like, I love the creepy undertone of this music as, mm-hmm. um... Diagenic score. <clears throat> yeah, um, as Betty and Jughead sneak up to this. Yeah. They do a great Car. job of counter-mooding. Yeah. Putting the opposite mood to contrast the, the creep or intensity or darkness. Oh, all the drugs. All the drugs. Okay, let's not forget that Polly's plan included selling a lot of drugs to run away. That's yes. An important factor. Well, I mean, Jason, of our little America sweetheart. Drugs, but yes. But really now. Yes, I feel like they were both in on it. Mm-hmm. Stop touching it, Jug. <laughs> this whole car is a crime scene. Such you don't crime say, scene, Maru. No product mm-hmm. placement on the phone there, though. <laughs> yeah. Hi. The cat's back. 
Hmm. Someone's watching them. <gasps> There's the cats. Watching the cats. Cat. Cat watching the cats? Oh. Hmm. That's just for us, really. Nah. Our cat is enjoying the pussycats. Oh, poor Josie. Yeah. Watching her dad be disappointed. What a dick move. Yeah. Walking out Come of your on, daughter's bud. performance that you skipped Jazz Fest for. What a move. And following up on the choreo still, like a boss. Even though your face and feelings are falling. Yeah. And supportive mom. Right? Sierra, who has also clearly struggled and fought and has taught her daughter to fight. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this episode, like, put some understanding of why Sierra is having a love affair. Because her husband. Yeah. Her husband. Also, I love that uh, Kevin does a little, um, uh... A little like line of the original Josie and the Pussycats music when he when he says goodbye to them. Yes, it's fun. I, I quite agree. The little nods and references that were so thick in this season. Yeah. Um, what's that? Concepts that I certainly can't co- comment on, but I'm curious about to put out into the ether, gang. Um, inverting the deadbeat black dad trope mm-hmm. by making him absent and deadbeat because of his artistic and economic success. Is this an inversion? Is this a successful subversion? Or is this problematic in new and different or comparable ways? I don't have an answer, but that's Nor a question I'm very curious about. I'm also curious about that, and mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Thought on yeah. this episode. Because he, they he, don't do he's well given me absency with... Ted Beat vibes. Yeah, they don't do well with black men in this show. One of no. them commits sexual assault, one of them's a crap dad and then the other one owns a chocolate shop and has like not that many lines i don't think he made sexual assault so much as sexual harassment if i'm not mistaken with the bird uh, with the book did he actually oh assault yeah someone? oh you're right yes yeah yes important distinctions Correct. to make very important distinction yeah but My also well, he also trash does that, management. you know when he does that crap thing with veronica and the sticky maple oh gosh you're right is yeah. that harassment or assault i think it's i would say it's it's harassment but it's very aggressive harassment yeah and not okay, just because yeah. it's not assault. Right. <laughs> Even though it's not assault. It's still sexualized violence. Yes. Um, yeah. And then here's some pretty archy vocals. The folk yeah. singer-songwriter with the guitar. Yeah. It works. Yeah. It works, KJ. <laughs> I love that the giant silent cat yeah, lurks behind him watching. That. And Veronica's taking, what, photo, I guess? Uh, f- yeah, I don't know. It looked like she was taking a video, but gave up. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) (sighs) Judgy, Ronnie. Judgy. Watching Fred being proud of his son is really sweet. I know. It's so great. Mm Mm-hmm. And they're... What are they going to do? I don't remember if I put it in last week or will be next week's, but um, Nate had a a kind of cute um, Fred uh, story. An oh, anecdote great. about him and Molly Ringwald on set. Oh, cute. Goofing about oh, I'm together. So, glad to hear so either you've heard it last week and Chloe didn't, or you'll hear it in a few weeks. I can't remember. Great. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. This is sweet. Yeah, I, I mean, there's, there's such a tradition with American, like, teenager television shows. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, to, like, hire a group of teens who are triple threats, or at least double threats. Yes, And yes. to showcase their talents. Like the Mickey Mouse Club. Yep, the Disney or, Kid tradition. Yeah, I don't, I never watched Degrassi, and mm-hmm. uh, Buffy did it to a certain extent, not mm-hmm. not quite to the same level. Yeah, not in but, the, not in the, like, grooming teens for stardom way. Yeah. They, I don't think they ever did the idol thing, but definitely Glee did, definitely. Yeah, Glee is another great uh, example, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a tradition in the media. And Nickelodeon yeah. does it some as well, though a little yeah. less virulently. Usually. Yeah, like Hannah Montana and like mm-hmm. those. Like I don't like. I'm not crazy yeah. about those shows, but they did like showcase mm-hmm. the kids who were on them. I love how the football team is like, "Oh, you can do it, bro! Like, good for you!" <laughs> oh my god, of look, at, look at that woman! She looks like a million dollars. She looks like power. Yeah. And and yeah. And yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Archie did good. Yes. You told him, and he and he did good. 
Did your cat just sneeze on me? I don't know. I think she just sneezed on me, you little sweetie. Really? Oh, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. It's a cute sneeze. Gross. Whatever. This episode's almost done. I'll wash my hands. (laughs) No pets. (laughs) Noted, girl. I know. It's a mile a minute with this cat. (laughs) And now Veronica settles her her problems a little. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... Oh my god, don't, that's okay, so I think the thing I don't like about it is that Veronica is, like, parenting her mom. Mm. I think that's what's getting my back up, and I'm not really sure why. Right. Because it's not like I believe parents are ultimate authorities or anything. Right. But, mm, the yeah, I, I kind of see what you mean. Now it yeah. is, that is a thing I see in a lot of, um, in media especially, a lot of uh, mother, single mother-daughter dynamics. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that Gilmore Girls co-parenting of each other thing. Yeah. Um, but it is not necessarily something I would expect from Veronica and Hermione, having been very nuclear yeah. and very wealthy and privileged in New York for most yeah. of their lives. Oh, I feel so sorry for Josie here. Yeah. And Sierra is such a great supportive mom there. They've done such a good job showing us Sierra doing wrong, but meaning well again and again. Yeah. Like, um, I believe Sierra is a character who has earned her cynicism. Yeah. I also think that um, this episode... Sorry, I'm, separately, I like the where, where this episode ends. Yes. Like, it's there's two very good plot propellers. Oh, the car's on fire. Oh, and not only that... Polly's gone. Polly's gone, and the window has blood on it yeah the synergy between those moments yeah and how they could interplay yeah because we're about half we're just shy of halfway through the season yeah episode six so it's like a good like tightening of the plot you know in a 13 episode i would count episode six as halfway because i generally count the last two you know they may not be a two-parter exactly but the penultimate and ultimate episodes of a season in a 13 episode often have a real connection Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. A really important overlap. That was a good episode. That, that was... was a good episode. I remember really liking that episode the first time, and it's aged well. Yeah. Well, for a whole year, it's aged. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is one of those episodes that sold me on the show, in yeah, retrospect. Yeah, 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 yeah. As quality and, and having the nuance and awareness of their own ensemble and characters to do a good. Yeah. To do a good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, I really like that question you asked about mm-hmm. the Josie's father Josie's father and I don't feel qualified to answer it but I'm very curious about the answer or answers yeah if any of our viewers uh, who happen to be black and have that lived experience have opinions or thoughts um, we would love to hear from you yeah and obviously no pressure to do that no we course. cannot pay you for your emotional labor but if mm-hmm. you're interested in commenting on it we would love to hear hey on this subject should we talk about one of our uh, in-between project plans we've been scheming um, would you like to when we have confirmed guests? Yes, that's okay. probably a better idea. All this to say, we have some cool stuff planned between this watch, rewatch mm-hmm, along mm-hmm. and um, the beginning of season three. September is going to be experiment time for yeah. uh, for us, gang. We've got a couple experiments in the in the works. And that's we're... how Ryan says experiment. I'm a really bad friend. What do I even say? You say experiment. People from Alberta say experiment. It's weird. You're not the only Albertan that does it. Well, I'm going to embrace my accent. <laughs> embrace my regional accent. It's funny. My, my regional accent is actually much more of a, a, a French influence cadence with a little end lilt. But some words are weird. Yes. Anyway, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be rude, Ryan. I just like whenever you she, say I'm it, one of those I'm like, kids it, sounds who learned... like, it sounds like experiment gum with an X <laughs> at the beginning. <laughs> I learned most of my three syllable and more words from books, Chloe. We don't talk with big words back home on the farm, <laughs> except for the agriculturally related ones. <laughs> uh, I'm really sorry I poked fun of the way you talked, Ryan. I'm feeling kind of bad about it now. It's fine. I'm enjoying dragging you for it. Oh, great. It, um, you talk funny too. I'm sure I do. I often speak. <laughs> Oddly. <laughs> my mom said this funny thing once. I asked her about the pronunciation of a word. My mom's Canadian and my dad's American. And my dad's from the East Coast of the mm. United States. And my mom's <laughs> from the West Coast of Canada, which adds some diversity to the way they speak English <laughs> to each other or Also, otherwise. your dad being like a, a literary English poet. Yeah, I guess Adding a whole else. different depth of vocab but it's to more, that. But it's more like... It's not really like... Um, vocabulary as much as pronunciation like I asked mm. my mom I said is is which one is Canadian scone or scone and my mom looked at me and said 
I've been confused about words since I married your father. And I was like, <laughs> okay, that explains so much about the way I talk. <laughs> I, I truly love your accent nerddom, especially as you bounce between LA and New York and Vancouver and do all that jazz. Yes, well. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm really excited. For, do, you, do you want to talk about the other filler we have planned? Oh, I can talk a little bit about it. Um, yes. I think I've uh, uh, dropped a few hints, but um, I'm working on a, uh, a one-off session of... Um, Essentially, a Dungeons and Dragons game set in the in the town of Riverdale, in the little town of Riverdale. Um, I'm probably going to be using Call of Cthulhu game me- mechanics, but I I use the term D and D because it's the most recognizable one and the one I most frequently play. Um, so I'm either going to homebrew something using D and D Fifth Ed or use Call of Cthulhu uh, for those of you who are gamers. And we're gonna have a little uh, a little session, um, a little adventure in the town of Riverdale. Yeah. Um, inspired by Archie's Weird Mysteries a little bit. I'm watching oh, cool. some of that. And uh, our players, tentatively, I have to confirm dates still, but they've tentatively <laughs> signed on to play, um, our dear Chloe. Hello! Uh, and our friends, Fairleth Harvey and Andrew Lynch, coming on as characters. Yeah, and, we've um, met before. I, I feel like it is not a spoiler to tell you who everyone will be playing. Um, Thank you for this, I can't remember. <laughs> yes. Uh, I am going to be asking Andrew to take the character of Dilton Doily. Oh my the, God. Uh, survivalist so adventurist. <laughs> um, my girl Chloe here is going to be uh, Sabrina from the next town over. Woohoo! And then uh, Dear Fairleth Harvey, greatest fan of Midge Clump, is going to be the ghost of Midge Clump. Oh my God. To give you a little uh, little time to ponder about how Archie's weird mysteries are going to come into it. Um, but I will say, I plan to set this in the world and canon of Riverdale. So, there's something to look forward to that I'm hopefully going to have ready for you in September, y'all. Um, it's an experiment, but I, I, do le- I dearly love play-along, uh, listen-along games like The Adventure Zone, uh, that format, and I've got... I'm a pretty intense D&Der and excited to take the reins on something like this creatively. I have never played D&D in my life, so I am looking forward to it immensely. Mm-hmm. I and think Andrew and Fairleth have. Yes, they're both... Um, they're not super experienced. Andrew's played a bunch of games. Fairless played one or two. Um, but they're both ridiculous players. Ridiculous players. I'm so really I th- excited. Yep. You're gonna be I'm going to be out of my league a bit. You, as Sabrina, are going to be the normie. Weird. Right? <laughs> so that's what we're working on at the moment. Um, and I think there's a, a few other things I might want to mention, but we'll save that for next episode, which for us is in five minutes. Hooray! Um, unless, 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 the thing I want to talk about is your big summer adventures. And oh. are, is there anything in the next week that viewers in Saskatchewan, listeners in Saskatchewan might need to know about, Chloe? Uh, yes, it just, it's so, it just so happens there is, Ryan. Great. <laughs> Drop the seeds for now, and let's talk at length about it next week. Okay. Next uh, Episode. Well, it'll be over by... Oh, no, it won't. Wait. Wednesday after next. Yeah, I'll be back by Wednesday after next. Really? Yeah. Well, let's talk about this one now. Okay. So I am... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm leaving tomorrow for mm-hmm, Regina, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for the Regina Fringe Festival. It's a very small Fringe Festival. It's only 20 shows. Mm-hmm. By contrast, Vancouver Fringe has... About 120? Yeah. Um, so I'm performing a show I wrote. It's called The Angel Over East of Anne. And it is a child's play for adults, complete with swearing, criticism of religion, and explosions. And it's about a little girl who goes to Christmas carol writing camp, not a real thing, at a community center (laughs) in East Van, and discovers something strange in one of the closets. Mm -hmm. And um, I will be in Regina doing that until the 15th, until Sunday, Mm. at which point I will come home. Spectacular. Yeah. Um... Chloe let me read this uh, an early draft of the script like two or three years ago, and I was so taken and delighted by Aww. it. It captures so much of her personal voice and <laughs> so much of a unique um, East Van, Indie Van, growing up in this multicultural, weird, dynamic, changing city voice. Um, it's a spectacular piece. That um, Aww, if any of y'all are Ryan. in uh, in Saskatchewan, do check it out. Yeah. It is Chloe on a stage talking, which is what we do here, except it's scripted and brilliant. <laughs> That's very flattering, Ryan. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have anything coming up in the next week that you want to plug? Oh my god, no. <laughs> I, I want sleep. I want to sleep, guys. Yeah, don't go watch Ryan sleep, because that's creepy. Yeah. <sighs> Let me sleep. Yeah. 
<laughs> um, I think we're coming to the end here. Bye. Yes. We, as always, we would like to acknowledge that the Riverdale Gang podcast is recorded on, and Riverdale, the television show, is shot on unceded ancestral Tsleil-Waututh, Musqueam, and Squamish territory. <laughs> I am Chloe. I would like to thank Thunderquack and Michael. And I'm Ryan, and I'm just going to thank y'all. Yeah. Thanks, gang. Um, it looks like like a solid half of you are hanging around through the summer season, and I'm so, so touched. Yeah. Um, because, Stay with us. We love you. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the fact that so many of you want to rewatch with us is really, really touching and honoring. So thanks, um, and we love you. Yeah. Talk to you soon.